0: Hello and welcome to Resale Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, the Resale Queen, your host, and welcome to the first show of 2022. So, I originally was going to do this show last week. I was only going to take just a short time off, but COVID invaded my house. So, That pushed me back a little bit. Uh, so just a little bit of information. Uh, COVID, my my youngest was uh, was diagnosed with having COVID. Um, I didn't even think he had COVID. I took him to the emergency room because he had a very high fever, has a lot of abdominal pain. And he's, he's seven. So I kind of thought, oh, he might have a blockage, something like that. No. Turned out he had COVID. So... Uh, he needed to be quarantined. I didn't want him to quarantine by himself. So I quarantined with him. And of course that got me, got me a little bit sick. And of course, then my husband got sick. So it's been about a good three weeks of dealing with COVID in the house. And the one thing that I have learned is it's not just about sickness when you're dealing with COVID because everyone's been sick before everyone's had the flu or cold before and you kind of just simply go on but with COVID it's a whole thing of okay when I I have to leave the house so when I leave the house I need to make sure I'm so far away from people I wear a mask double mask triple mask um I thankfully um no one had to be hospitalized but uh because of that, you know, you're doing insanely doing a lot of insane, insanely cleaning and sanitizing. Not like I wasn't clean before, but you know, you're just you're just all over the place with what what, you know, CDC guidelines and this guideline, that guideline, trying to go and get a get a test, you know, it was just a lot. So I am happy to say my house is now COVID free thankfully. And we are on up, onward and upward now. So I am back to my regular schedule programming, so to speak. So I'm kind of behind a little bit, but that's okay. We're going to just keep pushing forward and get things done. Uh, it's middle of January, so we're going to get things done. So tonight's uh, topic is I'm going to talk about 10 things you should not do in the reselling business now i know what you're thinking like why are you telling me what i shouldn't do okay the reason why i'm telling you why things that you shouldn't do is because either one either i've done it or someone else has done it and we've and you should just learn from our mistakes um, now some things are just are just blatant like like you just you just should should know these things that that you should not do, right? So I'm going to start with number one, which is lie about your items. Do not lie about your item. So, and what I mean by that is, if it's not new, don't say it's new. If it don't work, don't say that it works. When you do these type of things, it Does not give your buyer trust in you. Put the actual truth about the item, and just because something doesn't work doesn't mean that it can't be sold. People buy gadgets every day just for parts because they may already have that item, but don't want to go out and buy a new one, especially if there's just one part of it that need that they need for. For that item to work. So don't do those things. Don't lie. Don't lie about, about your item. Don't do that. Just, it's just not, it's not a good idea. So that's, that's number one. Next is about contacting customers or coming back to customers uh, when they ask you questions. And that is post whenever you feel like you should always do things in a timely manner think about when you buy something when you buy something you kind of want to know when is it going to be shipped you want to know once it is shipped when should i estimate that it should 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 arrive now Most of these platforms that we all sell on, on these third-party platforms, they have things that are automated now that will help a customer so that they're not constantly contacting you. However, because eBay especially is so, uh, how can I say, It's, it's not automatic. And what I mean by that is, for instance, if I sell something on Poshmark, it automatically has a uh, a tracking ID already set with it because the their shipping the way that it's done is the customer paid for the shipping it's part of the purchase and part of my notification of the sale is getting the shipping label so that's already done so that's a part you don't have to do but in like with eBay everyone know if you've ever sold anything on there just one time you know. The customer is not going to get that information until you actually go and upload your information to show that it's been tracked. So think about those type of things. Don't be late with that. And there's so many different plugins and tools that you can use that are that will put, input that information, so you don't have to go through um, that process and do it manually. So if you happen to use like ShipStation or Pirate Ship. That information is going to automatically get fed into eBay or whatever um, Amazon, whatever other um, platform that you're using. So that information will get will get updated. But if you're not using those type of um, software uh, at this time, be just be on top of that. Those think about it. Think about if you are a customer how would you want to be treated if you are a customer so one of the other things that on on the same wavelength is just not responding to customers you always want to make sure you respond to customers even if it's something that is ridiculous and the reason why it Uh, especially on certain platforms, they look at that as like part of their logarithm and their metrics to make sure that you stay in contact with customers when they ask you questions and things like that. So you always want to make sure that you are doing that. Uh, I know for a fact, you know, we know how eBay works. You know, sometimes you can just get some of the oddest oddball questions or comments or whatever through their messaging system. And you're like, why would someone even write this? Why should I even respond? Something as simple as thank you for your interest in blah, blah, blah item. If you have any questions or concerns, all the information about the item is in the description that should answer some of your questions. Simple. You don't have to go into anything else. You can just refer them to the description. So as I say that, that brings me to my next one, which is incomplete descriptions. When you are writing a description about your products, you want to make sure that any question that anyone would have would be answered in the description of your item. I always love it when a person asks the question and I can just go back to look at the description and go, oh, the answer's right there. And then I can just quickly go back to that. So it's not just for the customer. It's also for you. I don't know about you. I just on one eBay account right now, I think I have over three or 4,000 items. I can't answer off the top of my head what what is up with every single item? Um, I just I just don't have that information readily available to me at all times. And this also keeps you from having to waste your time of having to go out and look at the item or if it's in storage and figure out that figure this out for the answer. If you do all of this stuff when you are making your listing, you won't have this problem. And so going on, keeping on the same thread of that is not having enough pictures. You need to make sure that you have enough pictures of the item that you are selling. You want to have close-up pictures, pictures from a distance, one from the left view, one from the right view, a top view, a bottom view, a side view. You might think I'm crazy. Not only do you want to do that, sometimes, I'm going to give you guys a couple a couple things to help you out. Let's say you want to explain how the size of something. Let's say something happens to be, uh, let's say it's a button but it's a smaller button or a bigger button. You might want to take like a coin, either a penny, a nickel, a dime, or a quarter, and put it next to it so they can see how big or how small that is. Maybe you have a color that could be questionable. Getting a pack of crayons and having that crayon right next to the item is actually a really great idea. I got that from someone probably seven, eight years ago. Um, I don't know who it was. I just happened to see it in somebody's pictures on their listing. And I said, oh, that is genius. And I've never forgotten that. So always take More Take more pictures than what you need because you may not realize that could be helpful later. And it all just keeps coming back to if you need to communicate with the customer, you have all the things there that you need so that you can give them an informed answer without wasting your time trying to find the item. You can just look at the listing and answer their questions. And I know what you're thinking. Well, if the answer is right there, why do I have to answer it? Look, we all know people don't read. People don't take the time to handle to handle all that. They just see something and they automatically got questions because they've been burned once before. And they just want want to know that you're going to take care of them. So just take care of them. And we will be right back after this. Shipping can be complicated and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to ShipStation, a web-based shipping software for online retailers. Import orders from wherever you sell and create labels for however you ship, all in one place. With our powerful automation tools, mobile app, and branded tracking page, you can focus less on shipping and more on growing your business. With ShipStation, you save both time and money. Let's get ship done. Get started with ShipStation today. Click the link in the description box to receive a special discount from ShipStation. And we are back. Welcome back to Resell Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, your host. And today's topic is we are working on talking about 10 things that you shouldn't do in the reselling business. So I'm just going through some things that are, I feel are, I want to use the word, the most egregious things that you can do in the reselling business that you should not do. Next up, don't sell trash. Really. I really, really mean that. Don't sell trash. I mean, and I know that earlier I said, just because something doesn't work doesn't mean you can't sell it. But no, really. Don't just sell trash to people. If they're really, 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 really truly is not a value. If there's no value to it, none whatsoever, don't try to sell it. I'm serious. Don't don't do that. The only thing it's going to do is cause you problems later on. Now, going back to what I talked about before, you want to make sure that you put things in the description box. So if for some reason, if it if it's ugly, it, it doesn't work, but maybe it can be salvageable, you put that information in the description box. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious there. Okay. So the next one, and this one might be a little controversial, is refuse to give discounts. So you may say, but I'm in this to make money. And I'm going to say, yes, you are. However, you have to know the platforms that you are selling on. First of all, if you're selling clothing and you're on Poshmark, just know someone's going to come and try and lowball you. They're going to see your item for $20. No, they have to pay that amount for shipping, which is like almost $8, I think now. So, for your item, they're going to pay almost $30. So, they may say, hey, can I get reduced shipping? Can I get this lower to $10 with reduced shipping? Now, if your item has been there a while and you want to just get rid of it, sure, get rid of it. But, you know, make sure that you're going to make make your money back. If a person gives you something that is reasonable, a reasonable uh, negotiation, accept it. Because if not, you it might just be sitting there. And you may say, but I'm going to get, I'm waiting to get the full amount that I want to get. Yes, you are. Nothing wrong with that. But while you're sitting there waiting for that item to sell months upon months upon months. You could have sold it and bought something else that could have continued to be sold month after month versus sitting th- the item sitting there in your inventory not making you any money. I'm just... Okay. So those are just like a couple things. Like I actually, I think I put 10, but I've kind of put some of them all together because some of them kind of co-together. I did write a blog post, which will be coming out as of uh, coming out tomorrow. Uh, today, we're taping this on January 19th. So January 20th, it will be dropped. I have a blog post that goes through all of this if you would prefer to read. Um, but really, you want to just make sure that your listings, another thing is to make sure that your listings aren't ugly. You, And what I mean by that is you don't want there to be like, all these different colors, uh, writing, and ca- writing and capitals, those type of things. You just want it to look professional. Think about your favorite store or a store that you like to go to online other than like Amazon. Go look at how they have the descriptions and the information that they have on items that you that you like, that you buy online, and just follow that same format. I always believe if it's already been blessed by somebody else's legal, I think I can adopt that practice too. So look at how they follow. You know, they may give you like a little witty description and then give you a bullet point and then maybe give you dimensions, you know, and and then maybe some um, ideas, things like that. Think about those. Think about that when you're doing your descriptions. And then think about oh someone might ask me a question on 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 this particular thing with the item hmm let me put that information already in there you know like for instance I as as I talked about before I sell some M- MLM items because uh, I belong to some ML companies that have allowed us now to sell on third party websites like eBay and such and I put on my listings this item will not be drop shipped. And I do that because sometimes people get concerned about that. They get concerned that, oh, they're going to put the order in with the company. I'm going to have to wait for the company to ship it. It may not follow the same protocol as uh, eBay uh, or Amazon, which obviously you shouldn't be doing. You really you should not be doing those things, in my opinion, without customers knowing, but That's a whole nother nother topic. I put that on my listings and I also put, I am an active consultant and I put that information so that way they know. And my MLM products that are in my inventory, they sell like hotcakes. I get those items in towards the end of the week. Normally by Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm pretty much out again and have to go do a whole nother order. I'm still trying to figure out how much I, sh- I need to order because I keep selling out selling out selling out. So those are just you know just a couple little tidbits uh, uh, that I've picked up uh, in in this resale business and when we come back I will talk to you guys about some updates on what's happening on the reseller news front and we'll be right back after this tax season is full of what ifs what if i'm not taking all my deductions what if i'm supposed to get more what if i don't have time to go to a professional let one stop taxes take the stress out of this tax season our tax professionals can give you a quote in minutes using the my one stop taxes app found in the apple store or google play using your cell phone and tablet take pictures of your id and tax documents select your tax preparer's name upload your documents and submit it's that simple Your preparer will send you a customized tax quote back. Then you can approve it and sign your return all from home. Need cash fast? Request a cash advance and you could receive your money within hours. Download the My One Stop Taxes app today and let us do the rest. Download the free One Stop Taxes app today. Get your free quote. Choose Tiffany Tracy as your tax preparer to receive your free quote. And we're back. Welcome back to Resale Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, the Resale Queen, your host. And we're now going to talk about reseller news. But before I get into that, I would like to thank eBay. Uh, eBay sent me some swag. So I want to show you guys, for those those of you that are watching, uh, go back here. So I got, uh, I would say it's a beverage holder along with a couple tumblers to go with it. I even got like a little cheese plate that says eBay on it. And they also sent this, I figured out what it is. It's a salt holder. It's a bamboo uh, salt holder. I want to thank you to eBay for sending me the swag. I really appreciate it. I believe it's from going to their uh, their last seller check-in that they had. So thank you, eBay. Thank you so much for for the swag. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've already been using it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So moving right along let's stay on the topic of eBay. So uh, before I went on hiatus, there were eBay Facebook groups that were being shut down. So everyone thought, oh, eBay is getting these Facebook groups shut down. And it's really odd because there's I'm in an eBay group that is ran by eBay employees uh for eBay sellers. And I thought that was kind of odd. I'm like, "Oh. I would think it would be a great way for uh for them to um get information that's, you know, unsolicited of course, but it's a way of getting a pulse of what's going on." So, but uh but eBay, they took to their social media and a, and also their their like blog newsletter section to say they did not request this, and they were actually working with Facebook to get those Facebook groups reactivated. If you follow me on social media, I did post a story about it and also posted whatever eBay posted about it, uh, but. If you're not aware what happened, um, eBay said there was a recent removal of seller groups on Facebook and it was not the result of any official eBay requests, but the matter, it still remains a mystery. Uh, this happened uh, on actually on December 29th, eBay published a post on its discussion board stating that it became aware of that a small number of Facebook groups with eBay in the name were removed from Facebook a few days ago. On Thursday, it published an update informing sellers it was continuing to work with Facebook on the matter. Uh, they said, our team has been working with Facebook to understand why these seller groups are removed and most importantly, to reinstate them. So I'm kind of happy about that, that that they are trying to work with Facebook to, to get those groups back on. Uh, I am in a couple groups Uh, that are related to face related to eBay. I'm in a eBay group that's for uh, information on people that you should block. So it's like a seller beware group, which I love that group. You know, so uh, I'm also in the, I think it's called eBay for business group. And that's ran by one of the hosts of the eBay's podcasts that they have, which I don't know if you guys know, but eBay has a podcast. You should listen to it. In fact, I want to refer to the eBay podcast because eBay had a podcast not too long ago. And you, by the way, as a seller on eBay, you can write in and ask questions. And a person asked about a, a feature called easy pricing on the app. This was something they rolled out a few years ago, but it's only on the app. Now, I as a person that does a lot of selling on, on eBay, I don't use their app to sell mostly. I use their app to get notifications. I may use it for pictures every now and again, but I am not a big user of the app for selling purposes. I may use it for researching so I can see what something is selling at. Those that type of thing. However, I know everyone's situation is different, and some people may be using the app as their primary way of um, creating listings. Well, they have a function on there called Easy Pricing, and I, rem- I remember hearing about this a couple of years ago. And I remember the drawback of it uh, was I think it was like uh, I can't think what it was. I know it was before the pandemic. <laughs> So everything's always before the pandemic, after the pandemic. So I want to say it was like maybe 2018, something like that, um, that it was launched. And what it is, it um, while you're making your listing and, you know, you're putting your pricing there, you can click on easy pricing and you can kind of set when you want to lower the price. And you, I believe you can do it by percentage of and, and the date of when you want it want the price to be lowered. And I remember many people thinking like, why would I want to do that? Because then if a person wants the item, they're just going to wait for the price to be lowered. And, you know, if they're a watcher, they'll get notification, the price dropped. And they, people felt like it was going to mess up their sales. But because it's only on the app, I don't think it's readily used a lot. I, I don't, It's been a long time since I've actually made a listing on the app. I need to see if it pops up. But from what I understand is that if you tend to not use the feature on the app, it won't continue to be there for you. So I just wanted to bring you guys that information. So if anyone uses eBay app primarily, just for uh, creating your listings. I'd love to hear from you and see how you feel about it. I am not a big fan of their app. I feel like their app still needs some work. I think, in my opinion, that they need to do the same thing that Amazon did. And Amazon has its own app for sellers. And that's all it's for. There's You cannot purchase anything on it. It's just for sellers. I feel like eBay needs to do the same thing and create an eBay seller app. That's my suggestion and my two cents. Maybe you're all listening. All right, so moving on. So you Amazon FBA sellers, Amazon FBA is not playing, all right? If you don't know how to do your FBA shipments, Amazon's getting ready to tell you, you can't ship nothing else back in. Okay. So (laughs) a new report, uh, with Amazon, I'm sorry. So a new report has been filled with um, some factoids about, you know, Amazon, uh, uh, about Amazon fulfillment. Um, Amazon warns sellers that are enrolled in the FBA program. That's a fulfilled by Amazon program. So that means You get all your items, you list it, and you make a shipment and you send it into Amazon Fulfillment Center so they can ship it to your customers. Okay. So, FBA program not to send canceled or deleted shipments to its fulfillment centers. Not only might it reject such shipments, but it warned your ability to send, send us additional shipments may be suspended. And this is their new policy as of April 1st, 2022 honestly, I've never had this problem. The only problem I've ever had every now and again, when I've done uh, sending shipments in is if you send it to the wrong place. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you do an Amazon shipment for me, I, I either get three or four different fulfillment centers that they have to go to. And I have done this in the past in my early years, where I have sent the wrong stuff to the wrong fulfillment center. So, and I've, I've had that be okay. I've never got suspended for that or anything like that. And I, I don't even think I even had to come up with a plan. I just basically uh, had to reconcile it. And that was kind of it. Now, I don't know what happens now because I haven't done it in a while, but well, I haven't had that issue in a while, uh, but I've made that mistake uh, in the past where I've sent, the wrong items to the wrong, to the wrong fulfillment center. And for those who, who are like, Oh, I don't know how that all works. So when you go in to create your shipments for sending into the fulfillment center, you're normally going to get about three different, um, places to ship it to. There isn't the option that you can click so that you can send it to someplace that's more local. I don't suggest it. And the reason why I don't suggest that is because then after your stuff gets there, then your stuff is going to go through Amazon's logistics process to get it all over the country. Because the purpose is so that when someone orders from Amazon, regardless of where they live, they can get the item as quick as possible. So that is why Amazon will have three, four different fulfillment centers that you need to ship everything to because they want to spread it out. Now, I happen to live um, in Virginia. When I do a shipment, I normally, sometimes I will get a a place that is close by because I know that is a major hub. Sometimes I will get North Carolina, normally get um, Kentucky, and then you may also get Vegas. I think I've gotten Vegas or somewhere in the West Coast. I think I think uh, Arizona also. So might be wrong about all the different states on the West Coast because it or California. That's another one that um, that I end up getting have having to ship things to. And I it makes sense. So they're making sure that they have stuff on the East Coast, the West Coast, and in the middle. So. You want to make sure that you make it simple. You don't want to mess up yourself, your, your process for selling. You don't want to do that. So April 1st, ship up or ship out when it comes to your shipments. So, <laughs> all right. So just a little bit of information since we're talking about Amazon fulfillment centers, um, so at the end of next year, which uh, well, actually at the end of yeah at the end of next year, which is 2023, Amazon will have at least 355 large warehouses and sorting centers in the United States that total to approximately 319 million square feet. I can say for me, where I happen to live, I live in the boonies. I live in I live in the country. The closest Amazon warehouse to me. Used to be about an hour and a half. Now it's, we're getting ready to have one that's less than a half hour away. They are making strides. They're they're putting they are definitely investing because I know when with my mom I have ordered things from for her from Amazon and because she doesn't live that far from um, from Philly, sometimes she gets herself the same day. Off of my Prime account. <laughs> so uh, and and I know, like in places like in New York, you can get it within literal, literally hours sometimes. So it they are really trying to make sure that they can have the accessibility to get things to people as soon as possible. So um, California actually has the largest number of warehouses in, in any state. Um, however, the centers are most concentrated in the Northeast, specifically New Jersey and Pennsylvania, which makes sense. Uh, states with the least Amazon warehouse space per capita are Iowa, Idaho, and Nebraska. States with the most Amazon warehouse space per square footage is California, Texas, and Illinois. Makes fun, makes sense. Um, So that's just a little bit of factoid information about Amazon uh, warehouses. Uh, I, with the pandemic, I don't know when they're going to start this back up or if they have started back up. If you ever get a chance to go inside an Amazon warehouse and see how the cookies are made, go. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. So. On today's show, we're gonna recap. We talked about some of the things that you should not be doing in your reselling business. Then we went over some reseller news, give you some updates. I think we had a really good show. Until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye.